Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Oh, I can't believe it. It's another episode of New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives, thinkers and doers. Thank you so much for being part of the listing audience, but just checking us out and sharing the show and letting people know uh, you dig it. And if you haven't already, uh, do me a big favor and hit that little uh, review button on your platform. I know Spotify has a five-star thing. Apple has a five-star thing, plus the comment thing. Uh, help brother out, help grow the show. Uh, Newamsim.com, K-N-W-Amsim.com. And in a second, we'll be going into one of my other worlds when I'm not doing this podcast, eSports, with one of my uh, I guess a quite good friend. I mean, we were colleagues first and we had a kinship behind the art of uh, digital color commentary, or digital commentary, excuse me, in the esports world. Uh, FBI Tugboat. I swear to you, that's not his legal name, but that's what we call him. And <laughs> being able to talk about the business of esports, something I want to share with you this week. I do do that. I am passionate about that. And I can see that part of my own. Uh, experience slash business grow right i uh, hopefully you can pull some things for that with you for your own creative endeavors having people do something that may seem different on the surface you know there's some universal truths when it comes to uh, marketing establishing yourself and having the work ethic uh, in the meantime though at new amsterdam uh, on that instagram at new underscore amsterdam on that twitter uh, we definitely have the uh, clips from the show or sound bites audiograms from the show and more but me personally i'm over at blah blah voice on that twitter come say hello let me know what projects you're working on this new amsterdam radio was Sponsored by SeatGeek. You know, when I'm trying to get myself in tune with a brand new city, I open up the SeatGeek app to see what is in town. We're talking about sports, concerts, and more. SeatGeek. Use promo code FLOBITO. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O. FLOBITO for $20 off your first order. That's right. I'm going to hook you up for the first concert ticket, the first music concert ticket, the first sports concert ticket. Do sports have concerts? We don't even know. Seat Geek, Flopito, let's make it happen. But enough of me rambling. Now it's time for my chat with FBI tugboat Jordan Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creators. It is I, the mayor, Flopo Boys, in the mayor's office with those doing the dang thing. But my guest today does it all. Uh, we're talking about esports. We're talking about managing people, managing his businesses. Please give it up for FBI Tugboat. How's it going, sir? That's me. It's doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. A uh, uh, sunny Friday here in Las Vegas, my man. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine living in Las Vegas. I could do that, that town two days at a time, and then I am just broke. Like, how do you? <laughs> like, what is the, un- like, the major oh. key? Uh, a friend of mine actually told me when I first moved here that living in Las Vegas feels like a simulation, like where you have like the main characters living on the strip and we're just like the rest of us are just the GTA city around and we just go to our respective jobs and yeah. you know, do our do our NPC conversations and whatnot and purchase our little things and every every once in a while provide like an option for a side quest or something like that. And I think that was pretty, uh, I think it was pretty accurate, you know. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the meme of like, you know, Las Vegas seems like a fictional place, like this place in the middle of the desert that... <clears throat> there's like almost these magic elements that keep you from knowing like what time it is or, or, or really like interacting with the outside, the outside world and stuff like that, that is meant to just take all of your wealth while leaving you happy and have you come back. Like it's like a trance or something like that. Right. 
I, I want to say that's not true, but I've literally been to Vegas 51 times. So oh, okay. <laughs> they, they got me, okay. man. They got the, they got the hooks in me. And I yeah, have yeah. not won anything uh, on the strip. Oh, I man. usually, I do I do the shows. I do the, the shows and I kind of just eat and I, I drink copious amounts. But it's an adult show. It's there you all go. Because there you go. Well, I, eating, drinking copious amounts, shows, I, I would say you're getting your bang for your buck there. Yeah. If uh, I, you're one interesting the, fact. I, yeah. I have been in Las Vegas for one year and one day today. Oh, really? Did you celebrate? Uh, I celebrated last night. Okay, that's, that's all year. I'm going to share about that. <laughs> I celebrated. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. Okay, fine. Celebrate right. last night, please, sir. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I actually met you in real space in, yep. in Las Vegas, and and it's kind of cool to see people that I've met originally in the, these boxes during the pandemic actually having live, living, thriving. The question I ask everyone off the top is, you do a lot, but how would you describe what you do to someone at a party? Like, what would you say is your slash oh. line? <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, done this one a million times before. I always ask them if they watch the NFL at all, or they watch any sports, and then I ask them about NFL specifically, and Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, I think is like the most direct like example of like a play-by-play commentator and a color commentator. Yeah. Uh, like Joe Buck, you know, Father Jack Buck, legendary baseball commentator, has commentated everything from you know the Super Bowl to the World Series of uh, for, for, for baseball. Uh, all the way to like women's Olympic volleyball or something like this. Wow! Uh, like 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 a talker's talker, right? How big, do you even get that job? Uh, like, like he's raising raise his hand. I can do ask, it. Ask Joe Buck. Yeah, ask yeah. Joe Buck. Well, uh, realistically, I think it's like all the connections he made with Fox through the baseball years. Uh, you know, because obviously it was mostly it was mostly baseball, football. I think some basketball for the per- first like you know oh, ten wow. years or so of his career. I believe he was the youngest person to play by play for the NFL on Fox when he was like. 26 like 20 years ago or something like that i look up to joe buck a lot i'm not sure if you could tell but uh, then, he's actually uh, one of my favorites i was actually more a tim yeah. mccarver guy but I, I learned joe buck through tim mccarver when they were on baseball together i got you yeah uh and troy aikman the the classic you know <clears throat> uh what the dallas cowboys quarterback uh you know exited before you know uh didn't stay too long, we'll say in the nfl like some players do uh, and then came out and like you know just knew the game and says who is doing what or why people are doing what they're doing after the action finishes where the play-by-play just uh you know does does you know colorfully describes how people and what people are doing as they are doing it with the big booming voice and the and everything else uh if they haven't seen if they don't watch sports then i really just say like hey like you know i say who is doing what as they're doing it excitedly uh, and then and sometimes the light leaves their eyes and then they go and off to a more interesting part of that party. <laughs> right. And a major component of that is esports, right? The, the rise of professional video games, something that I was blessed to be part of because it was really a pandemic thing for me and opened up a couple doors. But you've made this your career. Um, and when I tell people that I do this, and to be fair, just for full disclosure here at New Am Sam Radio, it's like my fourth or fifth income stream, if that be. It is a very small tightrope to walk to do this mm. successfully i mean what's been your experience thus far as making this your career uh well the the, the first thing uh it, it is literally just what you said multiple revenue streams uh we can we can we can delve a little bit into this one but i think that yeah. <clears throat> coming into esports and uh and thinking the like that it'll just be full time is just something you put you put time into, and the equation on the other side is is a full time career is a little bit of a fallacy and leads to a lot of people exiting the space because people get on good broadcasts and then for whatever reason the economy takes a downturn. The leader is a, found out to be a terrible person. Your co-caster, you know, doesn't do it anymore. Co-caster, you know, gets pregnant or married or moves away or stops doing esports for whatever reason, else like that. And and these things lead to 
effects that yeah. decrease from the amount of gigs that you can do, the amount of money that you can make at the end of the day, right? Um, so I would say one of the biggest one, one of the biggest reasons that I'm still doing esports, I'm still traveling around for it, you know, sometimes and stuff like that, and able to do what I love is the fact that I do other things for money. Um, that that I have not put all my eggs into the esports basket. <clears throat> I have branched out into poker commentary. I do Uber Eats and stuff like that during the day sometimes. Uh, I was uh, delivering papers for for a private investigation firm, for example, during COVID, like you know, like uh, the process server stuff yeah. um, during during COVID. Uh, and you know, and, and and that's that's just that that's just a small handful of the many things that I've done uh, for cash outside of esports. Because again, I mean. What I started in 2018, 2018, 2019, 2019, man, I was flying somewhere every other weekend up until COVID. And then COVID yeah. came. <laughs> and right. then we all sat inside for two years. And then everybody who ever had an interest in, in commentary started doing it, which, which is good. I, I, I'm not exactly. There you go. Right. I'm not saying that a bad way whatsoever. I, I, I want like literally I'm, I'm no longer the target market. Right. 31 years old. I'm not exactly the next generation of esports caster. Right. I want this business. I want this seen to thrive and whatnot i'm not saying it like in a bad way whatsoever but when you have everybody come in and then no live events on the other side until you know until, until now kind of what we're getting to and whatnot it just leads to a lot of people inside not enough work and a lot of people you know finding a lot of value finding like a big spurt of work and then thinking oh this is where i can live for forever that's just not the case yeah yeah but what was the moment for you then I mean, you've done a million things. You still do a million things. But when would you go? What was the moment for you that I said, look, this is something you like? Because I, I asked this oh. question because this is a game I play, Rocket League. I love it. I played it when I was trying to start my business, my DJ business, as an antidepressant because I wasn't getting clients. And it was a game I loved organically. And so I said, let me do that. But what was your your moment? Like the flashbulb moment or the light bulb moment. Like, I, I mean, really, the very, like, the very first time I ever casted, the world melted away and eight hours went by like that. Uh, I, I remember my, my co-caster like picking up his keys and standing up or something like this at one point. I'm like, hey, like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, we just did the grand finals. This is over there. You know, this business is closing because it's 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. or whatever else like that. Like, get, can we swear? Yeah. Oh, okay. Get the fuck out because we're done, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I remember going home and uh, I, I remember driving home like an hour and a half or something like that and staying up for two days just looking up everything about commentary because that was literally the very first time uh, I, I'd been interested in commentary since I was a child. I was at a base, I'll literally remember being at a baseball game at like seven years old, eight years old. Uh, the, the, the same, the Charleston River Dogs, the same minor league baseball game that I'd been to a thousand times before, but something about the, the adults on the, on the, on the PA. Uh, just, just like, you know, it clicked that time. I realized what they were doing. They were talking about what the players were doing on the field. And I remember thinking that it was like, <clears throat> that, it, it's silly, but I remember thinking at seven years old, the silliest thing that I could think of grown men doing is doing jumping jacks on the field. They could all be doing jumping jacks, but as long as you were listening to the PA announcer and you weren't like looking at the field and they were, if they said, and there goes Flo, a bouncing one off the right field, just trying to get to first. And he's yeah. just trying to beat out an infield single, right? Like that's yeah. what everybody would believe if they weren't watching and i thought that was the coolest thing ever and then i didn't do anything with it for 20 years <laughs> well sometimes your path kind of finds you anyway so south carolina born exactly. and raised south carolina born and raised south carolina and, born and raised and what, what got you out what, what was the what was the moment when you said look my, my journey's outside of my hometown outside of my home state like mentally i guess a lot of it was various friends family members things like the uh 
you know, what, what, one of my catchphrases, I guess, would be that there's a there's a real life hack, a real life cheat code that is involved in moving away from your hometown. And I don't care where you live, you know, New York City or, or, or uh, middle of nowhere, South Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there there is there is a lot to be said for just moving away from where you're at. And, and part of that is like comfort uh, of like having friends, family, the same businesses, restaurants, you know, sports teams, schools, all this other shit that goes along with like going with where you're where you're raised. But and and uh, and then on the flip side, like the, the the new of that, what got me out of South Carolina is realizing that there's just not really anything esports wise in South Carolina. I've done a lot there. Um, I've helped out a lot of different you know organizations, businesses, schools, uh, uh, scholastic teams, everything else like this. But there's just only so much there. Las Vegas is here. Las Vegas is relatively cheap. I like the city. I like the twenty four seven aspect to it. And at the end of the day, I'm not too far away from you there, Flobo. Like LA is. Yeah. Three hours away, three or three and a half hour drive with with reasonable traffic, right? Twenty seven dollar round trip ticket. Yeah, it's not that bad. And I was debating going to to DreamHack. Maybe we can like we can link up there. Yeah. I'm still kind of on the fence about whether I should go or not because I feel that my career is stalling. No one's booking me anymore. I think I'm fading That's, away. I think That's everybody funny. feels like that every <laughs> single January, dude. Like <clears throat> that that was me two weeks ago, and then literally this you know in the past two weeks, just like I knew they're going to do, right? Just just like a sports team, you don't start up a season and then just immediately go into regular season games, right? You got to you got to practice. You got to get new players in and stuff like this. This is what happens every single year, and every yeah. single year I. You know, get through December, get through a long year, do really well, feel great about it, hit some goals, don't hit some goals, just as you know, as that as that goes. Uh, and then, you know, probably about what December like 10th, 15th or so. Once the Scholastic stuff ends, I'll have like some random other cast. Probably about half of what I do is is Scholastic stuff with middle schools, high schools, colleges, stuff like this, right? Yeah. And then you get into January, and you know that they're coming back to school. They're 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 gonna be starting the regular season soon. They're just doing practices. You don't cast practices, obviously. But then there, the, the industry is forgetting about me. I'm 31 and I'm wasting away. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna remember the name FBI tugboat. And then the scholastic season start back up. And you know, I have right now I have my Wednesdays, and my Fridays like pretty much filled up, sitting right here doing uh, collegiate esports every yeah. single week until I think the first week in May. Uh, but but that that right there, that feeling. But shit, you were asking about like, you were asking about um, like things within the business and stuff like that. That right, defeating that feeling right there, and just and and realizing the 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 overall downturns don't necessarily translate to to the self, especially as a freelancer and stuff like this. Right, it might be easier with like an agent who tells you, yeah, hey, it's just gonna be, you know, it's just gonna be slow. There's only gonna be so many businesses. There's only so many casts and stuff like this. Right. I think that might help, and that is obviously like getting an agent and stuff like this is should be at least like the eventual goal not 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 the right now goal but the eventual goal of any of any esports caster well that's a good good point to ask you have fans family significant other whatever you think your team is do they get what you do or is it kind of like a, we support you because we like you like what's, what's the vibe <laughs> uh d all of the above <laughs> like <laughs> when i uh like when i started this out um my for example my old man was not exactly about it especially like right out coming out of college with a marketing degrees minor in psychology i worked in an office for about 10 months and absolutely hated it uh and then it took a little while took a to, to, took a trip to the base camp of mount everest not the summit but the base camp and thinking about life and all this other stuff about what it is that i want to do and yeah to answer your question no my old man was not about it at all that that, that was kind of the uh, the 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 quarter life crisis as he saw it as like sure. oh well you know he was he was doing all this he was doing this for forever and now he's now he's you know pivoting to this thing um and, and going back to my point proven to the old man that i was doing other things for cash was one of the reasons that eventually 
uh, you know, he, he stopped being vocal about it. And then pretty much once I started flying places, he's like, okay, yeah, like people, people actually do get paid for this. Yeah. Uh, all my siblings have played video games. And so they're all, they're all about it. Uh, older brother, me, younger sister, younger brother. So four of us total, they were all, they were all about it and very, very supportive. Um, I mean, honestly, those are the only people that really mattered to me. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, you went to the base camp of Everest. Did you leave your house to go to Everest, or was it kind of like we're, I did. you were in the I, neighborhood? I touched, you went downtown. I touched multiple <laughs> blades of grass on this uh, on on this trip. It was terrible. It was terrible. Okay. I touched a lot of grass. Touched a lot of grass. Yes. No. Um. So, uh, going to the base camp of Mount Everest is like you know decently physically uh like demanding and stuff, but most people could do it if they didn't have like a a uh, what is it respiratory if they didn't have like a respiratory problem because yeah. of like the the thinness in the air uh we did not do a whole lot of climbing like up rock it was mostly just you know walking trekking and then some bouldering if you know what that means no bouldering is essentially the the mix between like you know just straight up walking up an incline uh and uh and rock climbing you kind of like climbing over rocks at a like you know say like a 45 degree angle so it's not sure, sure, sure. not something that you need to be uh like have the what's it called belaying having the 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 ropes on you so you don't fall off the side of a cliff it's you not think like you that. know a guy because i went to Everest. Is, <laughs> is it like is it like a walmart and starbucks there like what do i expect to have the base uh is interestingly base enough there is a starbucks because the <laughs> the copyright laws aren't the same and they there's just not it's just not uh worth it to like starbucks or whatever to send uh, you know they can send letters all day long uh, everything <laughs> up on that mountain has to be taken up on somebody's back uh, the only like helicopters coming in, obviously, are like very specially made ones that are made to to operate in the, the very very thin air. And generally, those are taking more important things like you know supplies and stuff like that up and uh, infirmed or dead people down. So oh yeah, yeah, if they can find you, uh, I, I'm gonna skip ahead so quick because I have like a department question I usually ask people. I say, hey, what's on your travel bucket list? But you've already been to Everest. What yeah. where do you want to go? What's on the list for FBI Tech Book? Um, that's a good question. I have not worked. I think I've been to like about 30 states. I have not worked very much in Texas. I have not worked in the Pacific Northwest whatsoever. No Seattle, you know, no, um, no Oregon state. Uh, I've been, I mean, I've, I've, I've worked in, I, I, I think, I think we've talked about this. I've worked in Saudi Arabia. So I have done a, an international event that was 2019, the Stan Lee Supercon, the Supercon it was in, in celebration of the man's life. Um, but I, but I would like to, I mean, Europe, obviously South America would be amazing. Um, I think that there's there's a lot of uh, more recent interest in like kind of like the tropical like vacationy type locales uh, for for esports tournaments, especially with like influencers and stuff like this. In like the Bahamas, for example, that would be amazing. Um, there's a couple there's a couple countries down there that have you know uh, obviously uh, access to like the the gigabyte up, gigabyte down, everything else like that, and uh, and the the dollar goes far there. Uh, obviously, you know Eastern Asia. Uh, you know, your Koreas, your Japans, you know, your China, like, absolutely. Uh, Australia, I've worked with the, worked with the Australian contenders uh, squad, not like actually like Overwatch contenders, but the teams and other competitions they put on in Australia back in like 2018, 2019. That'd be really cool. You know, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, to answer your question, I'd love to travel. I'd love to travel everywhere. Here's a question for you. I, whenever people talk about, talk about travel, uh, th this is, uh, this is one of the, this is one of the questions I like to ask them. <clears throat> Bam, tomorrow they, they announced like, you know, we actually, we can colonize Mars. The first flight is going today. <laughs> the second flight is going in like a year. Would you go By on the, the second way. flight? Not the first flight, but the second flight. Uh, wait, do I have to flight? live there or Should am I visiting? No, to live there, like to colonize Mars. Oh, heck 
no, because let everyone else go. <laughs> no, no, again, good... again, not not the first one. Not like the oh, first, yeah. which would be like all like, you know, scientists and engineers and everything else like that. But the second one of like actual people like going to like, you know, colonize the place to to, to form a new coalition of human being, you know, yeah, like, let me on, know how on it a goes separate out. planet. <laughs> I'll, be there. I'll, I'll be there watching via satellite, man. Gotcha. <laughs> because if something slips up and I die on Mars, they'll be like, well, who told him to go up there? <laughs> it's like, well. Who told him to go up there? Like, yeah, that's fair enough. No, I do, do it in a heartbeat, man. Uh, to be fair, I have no uh, I, I have no, no children, no wife, and nothing like this. So no no like yeah. massive things like hold me, holding me uh, down affixed to the planet Earth. <laughs> you got me, Tugboat. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you I, go. Hey, I'll I, call I, you via satellite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's cool about here. It's in Dubai. Um, no one ever says Tallahassee on travel day. Travel questions. Um, what would you say it would be like your your hack to deal with? Because you're a freelancer dealing with different clients and your scheduling and making sure everyone uh, you can give everyone the attention and quality of work uh, you wanted to ascribe to. How do you how do you balance all those? Hmm. Apps like, friends, like all the yeah. Apps. No, I got you. Like all all. Oh, sorry. Are you asking within within the freelance lifestyle or then like all of lifestyle? How do you balance? freelancing within that i'm asking about you have the, your work and your clients and your work but then you also have to get time for yourself so i guess yep. i'm always under the impression that when i am self-employed that i am my own client i schedule yes. fun sometime I, yep. I do little power walks in the afternoon but yeah how do you balance mm -hmm. all of those and not I, I get you uh i would say before covid it was a little bit harder i was like I, th I think that i like matured a lot honestly like via via covid and stuff and i was living much more of like a like a loosey goosey bachelor lifestyle. Like I, I literally started using like Google calendar, for example, like two or three years ago. And I just like would write stuff down on like a piece of paper and hopefully make it before then. And like before <laughs> COVID I was like way more, like there was like just more stuff in general. Um, balancing, balancing freelancing now, uh, honestly is decently easy because I have, like, I mean, I've just learned these things about myself. I'm not good at remembering things, especially when there's a lot of things. That's why I use a Google calendar. Um, you know, centralizing comms to pretty much just Twitter and, and Discord was another big thing because I'd be like having a text message with this person. I'd have an email address with this person. Centralizing that was was a big thing. But honestly, man, uh, I have more free, free time than I want. I, I would love to be like working more within the esports space and, and within poker commentary. Oh, absolutely. And besides that, besides esports and poker commentary, is there anything else you want to do? Do you want to dunk a basketball? Do you want to go to hmm. Mars? Do you want to high-five Oprah? What's going on? Hmm... Going to Mars would be pretty damn cool. High-fiving Oprah is not, like, if I was given the opportunity, I would, I would, I would never turn that one down, if right? If you offered, I'll definitely yeah. partake. Well, what if I walked up and was like, hey, you get one, you get one, but then I'd just give her high-fives, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, why not? I think she'd probably get the meme. Um, oh, man, that's a, that's a really good question. Like, goals as far as, as far as casting. I mean, I would love to well, – so I do voiceover work as well some. Uh, yeah. That's another, another, another revenue source, right, going back to, going back to what we were talking about. Um, doing voiceover or doing like a, uh, a character voice acting for a like video game would definitely, I think that's on every, every voice actors, every voice actors bucket list. Right. Um, even if it was like a tertiary character, I don't want to one off because the one off feels like they're just giving me what I want. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, like, even if even if I'm in the game for like 10 minutes and they just kill me off or I just die like a complete asshole, that's fine. You know, right. that's that's completely fine. Good I just want to have like more than a few lines and, and a little bit of back and forth, with, like the main characters. Right. Obviously, main character would be like, you know, would, would, would be a uh, would be a goal. High five and Oprah going to Mars. I mean, going to Mars would be cool. I don't see that happening with I don't see that realistically happening within our lives unless we, you know, d discover the material that can, you know, just build itself or something like that tomorrow. Like 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 I was saying, like theoretical situation. Right. Um, other goals with them. 
other goals with them. There's this caster flow, but I really want to work with him public and uh, in person. You know, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Say the word. I mean, I'm I'm usually uh, hacked now because I told you I'm washed up, but I'm totally around. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Let's, let's make it. Uh, up. plenty. Yeah, pl I mean, I mean, and 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 like, uh, there's plenty of other there's plenty of other casters I haven't gotten to work with yet that I would that would absolutely love to in person or only gotten to online, haven't gotten to in person or haven't gotten to period. Um, obviously, like getting the tier one of of an individual esport would be would be amazing. But I mean, I've been on the CDL channel. I've been I've done uh, stuff that has been featured for, I guess, Rocket League on like the the main broadcast and stuff, not at live, but like clips and clips and things like that. So yeah. that's like kind of there, but that's not there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've done you've done it all, and uh, I want to be able to do a lane at some point. That's kind of the next level. I think it doesn't have to be RLCS or top tier. Oh, that'd be great, but uh, just be able to do it in real space. You know, be because I'm also a comic, a comedian. So like yeah. to me, that'd be the full circle moment. That my career needs on both ends, but um, yep. uh, quick question: Yes or no? Is Overwatch dead? Oof, oof. Uh, that's a, that's a good question, man. That is a really good question. Fifty-fifty uh, gun on the head, yes. Like between okay. franchising, like not not a hundred percent. Like, and when I say that, I mean like you know, 55, 50, 45 type stuff. <laughs> um, there are ways there are ways to fix it, but I'll be damned if they haven't like done the wrong thing so many times in a row at this point. Um, franchising free sports i think like was a little bit early and then COVID happened it was like, like it was like oh like i don't think that i think this is a little bit early and then yeah. the, the the largest global incident of any of our lives currently uh happened you know except for maybe like like if i guess if you live through the cold war that might be like a bigger like global aspect of of things right uh, i right. did not um <laughs> that was a good you know, I, I, yeah, like, I mean, 9-11 was like a big, like, global event, but I would say that COVID even changed life more than, more than 9-11 did, Absolutely. right? Like, again, it was a truly global, like, event. Can you go into detail about franchising to the initiated and why that is so yeah. controversial? Uh, I think that, I think that franchising, it, it, I mean, it's, it's one of a thousand different things that C-level employees of these various companies, uh, just look at traditional sports and say, Hey, that's what we should do. And they're not wrong, but like, they're just trying to right now. They're trying to get to, to, to pull blood from a stone, right? They're just mm -hmm. trying to like make it happen. We're just going to pour enough money into it. Eventually it'll work. That's that. I, I don't think that's the, that's the way to do it. There are some, there are some esports like Valorant, for example, that I think could, and I don't cast Valorant whatsoever. I don't know that much about it. Backing away slowly with my hands in the air. Okay. People, <laughs> I don't like, I'll, I'll admit that, but, uh, but, the aspects of that, especially the more global aspect of Valorant, at least right now, plays for that a little bit more. Um, what the the you can't even play Overwatch in in China right now. You cannot have played Overwatch uh, in China as an under eighteen year old person, uh, except for like one hour a weekend or something like that, uh, for the past year and a half, I think year and some change. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of people in China. I can't yeah. give you a number of people, but there's a lot of people in China, and and Overwatch and Blizzard games are are fantastically popular there generally for a reason. Overwatch League, uh, adding adding eight new teams. I remember going through that and being so fucking excited, honestly. <laughs> like, okay, like yeah. this is it. Like it's it, it, it's happening, right? It was just too, it was just a little bit too early. If you cop if you cut that from 2017, I think, or 2018, and you paste it in 2023, I would still say that'd be like a year too early, you know. Uh, th these are things that like you need basically you need it from the ground up right they're, they're they're trying they're trying to build this thing up in the clouds with no base what you need right. first is scholastic esports you need a massive interest of like the younger folks you need like the, like the literally the next generation right because even if you do this here like 
a lot of those people that are that are in right now in 10 years are not going to be there. Five years even not going to be there. Um, you just need so much more, and you need a clear path to pro. You need uh, a game that isn't plagued by cheaters, which Overwatch isn't as much. Uh, and, and it is decently obvious when people are cheating within that game, especially now. Mm -hmm. um, these are things that you need before you try and have not a tier one organization, like a tier one competition, but you need like with, with franchising. Um, and and the difference between like the lower level competitions there and some of the higher level teams within the Overwatch League uh, is is just mind-blowing. I believe there's only one profitable Overwatch League team and they just moved it from what LA to China, and now they're. I think they're sending it to Korea. I can't remember. The Valiant. Yeah. So, uh, just, so you're, I guess if you're a collegiate, I don't know. I'm getting too in the weeds here. If you're a collegiate athlete, I guess you're suggesting sort of a hybrid model, or going back to the way it was, where you can like field your own team and qualify and mm. work your way up that way, or something. I else mean, like I, I I have said this for years, man. The yeah. English Premier League system with like promotions and demotions, a season to season, is the way to do esports. I believe that's similar to how they do CS and uh, and League. I, 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 again, CS League, don't know that much about them. I guess we didn't go over this, but I mostly work in first-person shooters and Rocket League. I mostly work mm -hmm. you know, your Halos, your Call of Duties, your Overwatches, BRs, Apex, some, you know, so, <clears throat> stuff like that, excuse me, uh, and, and within Rocket League, pretty much. Not really much FGC stuff either. But I think that the English Premier League system, where, uh, if you're unfamiliar, where basically teams come in, there's a top tier, and then every single season, you know, say there's 12 teams every single season, the bottom two teams from there play the top two teams of the previous, or of the of the lower uh, region? Yeah. Yeah, league, league, yeah, league, yeah. There you go. Premier so league like, the, is like the know, championship. Yep, exactly. So, so the tier one, you know, there's two, twelve tier one teams, and the lower two teams from there play the highest two qualifying teams of the previous league. And if the lower, if the lower teams win, then they get up up into the uh, into the Premier League, and they get more access to funding and marketing and advertising and players and uh, and attention and everything else like that. I think that's the way to do esports. There is nothing franchising wise. Uh, that plays into that, right? Because it, you know the whole idea of franchising is placing a team in a physical location, pouring a shit ton of money in advertising and marketing and jerseys, sales, and everything else like that. And then you can't just go from that to like, oh, well, now we got demoted. We just put all this money in, but now we got demoted. You know, right. there, there's nothing about that that makes sense. Right, you can't. Right, makes sense. If you, especially if like a, a whale of an investor, you put a whole bunch of money into your team. Your team gets like regulated to like the fourth tier. And you're like, what the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You and you put twenty. Like they'll be like taking one of the Overwatch League teams, and and yeah, and putting like you said, you know, you spend twenty five million dollars for the expansion teams, right? And then putting them to the fourth tier, where yeah. you know you get a hundred viewers or something like that. Uh, yeah, that 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 would have been better at the time, in my opinion, to do, and then now try and transfer to to franchising if that's. You know, the thing that, is, excuse me, if that was the thing that was like absolutely necessary, which again, I don't think that it is. I just think that's a mega like, what is it? Like profits driven capitalist way to look at it. And I'm not like, you know, screaming the decries of capitalism or nothing like that here on the podcast. I'm just saying that within this specific, you know, thing, there's a way to make money, you know, yeah. having, having, for example, having advertisers that just have all 12 teams, no matter what those 12 teams are, is the way to do it. Yeah, like uh, that, that, that. You get the same money. You get the same money, and the advertisers get their same. You know, twelve teams, uh, marketed, twelve teams broadcasted, whatever else like that, on the 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 top tier of the of this individual league, and teams get a clear benefit to to to, to getting regulated up. Yeah. Getting regulated up. 
promoted. Regulated down. Promoted up. You, there. Thank you. Regulated down. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire radio. We are neutral on capitalism. Uh, that's really why. Dead, <laughs> dead even. Dead even. Fifty fifty. Right. <laughs> what does tugboat? What does FBI tugboat do on his day off? What do you do? Hopefully we were just talking about January. I feel like I've had too many days off recently. Yeah, uh, day off, generally. I mean, I, I've said this before. Even if, like, I was, you know, creating content during the week and traveling for casting on the weekends, like, every single week, which is which is kind of be the ideal, I would still do, like, Uber Eats or, or, or really Instacart probably, like, for, like, four or five hours during, during the week as a method to just getting out and about, making a little bit extra money. And honestly, and this is a big thing, keeping this fucking head, you know, getting too big. You know what I'm saying? So you <laughs> like work your day like off? Giving... That makes... you, you can't work your day off. It's a day off. You have nothing to no, do. I, I don't mean like all day or nothing like this, but like, you know, to, to do stuff. And, and I genuinely, and you know, especially Instacart, like picking out, this might seem like a little like, oh, hey man, a little hippie-ish, but I love picking out like vegetables and like, uh, like uh, some meat, but mostly like vegetables and fruit and stuff like this from the supermarket. Like it's honestly kind of like oh, a I'm with you. calming I'm with you. effect. You know, with, I, the, um, the time I was in between jobs like, and the same uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm like true vacation day, not working, period, I'm going to be gaming, bro. Come on. I'm going to be gaming and have myself a couple adult beverages. As you should. We're, we're all grown folks here. Exactly. Uh, FBI Tugboat, we always ask this question to everyone on the show. Don't take it personally. Don't cop out. What is your favorite junk food? Favorite junk food? Yeah. Are you looking for like a restaurant or like like fast food like chitty fast food or? It's a food you think of when I say the phrase "treat yourself." Oh, Taco Bell, yeah, like okay. like the yeah like the dog meat Taco Bell, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like hey, I they love them. actually. It. Sorry, yeah, there you go. It's eighty-four percent beef. Actually, they actually measured eighty-four percent. So okay, yeah, okay, it's gotcha, water and gotcha. salt. But I love saying eighty-four percent. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. <laughs> <laughs>